Welcome to Jesus Dates. I finally, I think I had been holding it in for a little while, and I, even though I still felt peace, I broke down. I was like, and I went to my mom and I gave her a hug, and I was like, I'm so scared right now. where we hear real stories of how God is moving in the lives of very real people. Whether he's led them to a mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. My name is Nicola Costa. I grew up here in Orlando, Florida, born and raised. I have not lived anywhere else, which is... No way! Yeah, it's a little crazy because I'm like, okay, I need to get out for at least like a few months to experience something else. But yeah, I've just always lived here and I'm surrounded by such a good community and like that's kind of why I don't want to leave. Well, I'm glad that you're in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about your family and describe them. Uh, we are a crazy bunch, but I love them to death. They're like my best friends. Um, Aww. Yeah, my siblings were born and raised here as well. Still living here. My parents, my best friends. I love them. Um, they're very supportive and always there for me. So That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you just recently had a birthday, didn't you? I did. The 25th, so five days ago. And you share it with your dad? Yes, I do. That's the best. Aww. I love it. Do you guys have, like, annual birthday parties together? My, like, my grandfather, he passed away last August, um, or a year ago this past August, rather, and he had a restaurant up in Queens, New York, and I never, and they always do this, like, really big birthday celebration up there, and I've always wanted to do it, but I never got to do it when he was alive, so I was like, I want to go do it with my cousin, because my cousin owns it now. So that's what I really wanted to do for my birthday. So they did that for Wow. Yeah. So you get to see the restaurant. Yeah, you're... I got to go to the restaurant. And then, like, of course, we got to walk around the city. We did a ton of walking, 18 miles one day. So are you really also good. in the restaurant business? Nope. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, okay, so I've asked you to share with us one story about when you knew that God was working mm-hmm. in your life. And so I guess with that one story, where does it begin? Okay, so it I would say it begins kind of the very beginning of my freshman year of college, which was just last semester. Okay. And with all the busyness, I started to feel like at this really low point in my relationship with God. Like I was so complacent. I've just felt lukewarm like and I knew it and I wasn't doing anything about it and I would just get so mad about it. Is that typical or you're usually on a high? No, I guess it's I guess it's a little more typical to for me to be like pretty complacent. And I'm starting to find, like, recently I'm starting to find that, like, I do not, like, it's not fun. I don't like that to be just, because you don't feel, like, you just feel, like, to me, like, that feeling is just blah. And it just, it's not a good feeling. So I was really complacent during that, like, during that time. And on October 13th, I was at Force Lake Church, and they were hosting, it happens once a month, it's called, like, The Upper Room, and it's just this, like, service, very laid back, very chill service that they have, like, mainly for college students, and it really just, like, struck me, like, it, I just felt the Holy Spirit in me, and with the music and the and the message, it just brought me to tears, and I had... What was it about, or, like, it was like what was it that so brought you to tears? The one song um, that really, like, stuck out to me was, it was called Peace by Still, Peace Be Still by Lauren Diagle, I believe, oh, okay. or I don't know how to say her name, <laughs> probably, but... Yeah, no, like, that's a good... I'm sure that's close enough. Yeah, close enough, but it was 
by her and we were just singing that and it's talking about like how even like I think it's like even in the storm like I, I still will be like praise you and be still or something like that like that's basically like the main message and then um pastor Jeff Patterson was talking about how Christianity is radical departure and that like I was like whoa so what is that what does that mean I feel like it's just like not like just stepping out of your comfort zone not just being like oh, like, I can just go to church and I'll have my devotional every once in a while. Like, that's enough. Like, I feel like it's way more than that. And you have to, like, kind of prepare your heart to be able to step out for God and, like, do something crazy. Like, he might just, I don't know, he might send you across the world without family or friends and that might be your radical departure. So I was really, like, touched by that. So it really was speaking to your, like, complacent Yeah, and I was like, whoa, like, God, this is, like, you're you're talking to me right now like I feel it and like I had always heard people talking about oh like I like I cried during like this church service and I was like what like (laughs) why like that's so weird but then like I started crying and I was like I get it now like you can literally just feel the Holy Spirit like like could you feel him saying anything to you or was it just like you felt his presence or his realness I feel like he was like kind of like telling me I I definitely felt his realness in that moment but I more so felt like he was like pushing me to like make this prayer that I had been like I'd really been praying like I like to call it a radical prayer like all throughout high school like wanting to really step out for him but I don't think my heart was like ready until that moment and I feel like he was telling me okay pray it now like this is your time this is when you can do it so I did it. I like just I just prayed and I just talked to him. Just like right there. Yeah, I just right there in the middle of the service and I was just I was just praying and I was like, Lord, I, I really don't know what you want me to do. Like I don't know what's going on right now. But I said, I know whatever it is, I want to do it with for you and I don't want people to see me doing it. I want them to see you. So I was like, I'm just I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So yeah. Was the next thing? Did he uh, send you to Africa, or what happened no, afterwards? No, he did not send me to Africa. He um, sent me through this really hard medical thing that I didn't really expect to happen to me. So, uh, so start at the beginning of the of that story. What medical thing are you talking about? So, um, I started to have all these symptoms. It started with these horrible headaches that lasted all throughout the day. Like I would wake up. It would maybe like an hour I would have without the headache and then like all of a sudden this headache and it would feel like a pressure, like somebody was just pressing against my head and like they had me on like against a wall and they were just pressing my head. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that like it was awful and my parents were like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. I was like, it's just stress, like I'm fine. And, um, but then like all these other symptoms started to happen and I started to feel nauseous. I had these horrible mood swings where I would just like... I guess I would snap more at my family where I would just get angry with them. And that's really like not me. Could they tell that that wasn't yes. you? Yeah, they could like, they knew. Cause my dad even said, I was like, dad, like I'm just, I'm having these really bad mood swings. And he's like, I know like, this is like, you need to go see a doctor. And like, I really, by the time I was <clears throat> getting ready to go to the doctor, I just didn't feel like myself anymore. Like I was like, this is not who I am. There's something wrong with me. So you knew this is just not right. Yeah, I was like, this is not. And I still kept telling myself, I was like, oh, it's just like the stress of my first year of college. And I was working at the time and I was like, it's just all that. And um, I felt like God kind of pushing me to quit my job. And I thought he was telling me to quit my job so I can focus more on school to really figure out how to handle school. And then I finally, like, after I had quit, like, my job, that's when I found time to go to the doctor because then I felt, like, again, then I felt God, like, tell me, like, 
go to the doctor because I was like driving and then I got this really bad pain and then I was like oh yeah maybe I should go to the doctor. So when you had felt like hey go to the doctor did you think that they would find anything? Initially no like I did not think of any like I didn't think I didn't think of anything at all I thought she would just tell me like oh like you're fine just drink more water or something that's what I was expecting and that's not what happened at all and she when I got to the doctor she was like okay I'm just gonna send you for like an MRI and she didn't make it a big deal. She didn't even think it was a big deal. She didn't think anything of it. Um, so I went, this was on a Wednesday, I went to the doctor. And later that night at about 7, I had an appointment for an MRI at the Apopka Hospital. And as I'm walking in, it's just, I got like these butterflies in my stomach. But it wasn't like nerves. And I just don't know how to explain it. It was just this like really weird feeling. And in that moment, I knew something like there was, they were going to find something. Before the MRI. Yeah, I knew it. And like, at the same time, I just felt like this blanket of peace just wrap around me. And I was like, okay, like they find something like, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. Like there's a reason for this. Yeah. So I went to the MRI and then as I'm leaving the MRI, my technician goes, I put, cause my doctor didn't put it on stat. So he goes, I put your results on stat. You'll get them by tomorrow. And I was like, yep, there's something there. He definitely saw something. So did, were you able to sleep that night or what was going through your head like on the way home before results? You, you know, I was more worried about a test, a big test. I had a midterm the next day. I was more <laughs> worried about my midterm than I was about like, I really, I, I got a little freaked out, but I wasn't really like, I'm going to die. Like I wasn't really too freaked out about it. I think my mom was a little more shaky about it than I was, but I was like, you know what? Like it's going to be okay. So you're just focused on your school. Yeah, I was so excited about my school. The results of that test. Yeah, I was really like, because I didn't have any time to study. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is not going to go well. But Well, so real quick, like, how how is your mom and dad handling it? I feel like my they didn't really show, like, their like their fear of what was going on. Like, they were really, they were being, like, really strong for me. But um, there was, there was a moment where I saw that my mom was, like, really scared. And that's when, like, I, like, I didn't get scared, but I felt bad. Like, I just felt so bad for her because I know, like, I could imagine, like, me, if I was a mom, like, I couldn't imagine how, what she's going through. Like, I know it. I know it's hard on me, but it's hard on her, too. Yeah, so you have more, like, empathy for her. Yeah. So then the next day you go and take your test. Yeah, I took my test. I just got it over with. And then I was waiting for a call from my doctor that same day that I was taking my test because I had a few midterms that day. But my... I didn't hear anything from the doctor and then I called my mom and my mom was like yeah um they want you to get a CT scan next and I was like that's so weird because an MRI is like more in depth and usually you do the CT scan first and then you do the MRI and I was like okay like I guess I'll go for the the CT so I went for the CT scan the the next Friday I believe so I went on Friday for the CT scan and then um of course, like, they're not open on the weekend, so I had to wait through the weekend to find oh. out. Yeah. So through the weekend, I mean, was there anything going through your mind? I was mad. I was really, really mad just because I was, at that point, I was so over feeling the way I, like, I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And everybody around me is telling me, no news is good news, no news is good news. And I was like, I know, but I need to know what is wrong because this is the worst feeling that I'm feeling right now. Like, I literally was like, I just want to crawl up and lay in my bed for days because I'm over it. Like, I was so done. I was so done. Oh, so, and 
How were you feeling, I guess, with God at this point? Were you communicating with him or just kind of um, silence? I want to say I was more silent towards him because I was a little angry. And I know, like, he kept just, like, giving me, like, peace. Like, he kept overwhelming me with peace. But I was still just a little angry because I was like, I need to know what is going on right now so I can yeah. prepare myself for what's to come because I didn't know what it was. I My first thought was something, like, I, that I had cancer. That was my initial thought. And I was like, I want to know so I can know what, I'm, what it's going to be like for the next few months and stuff like that. So I was, yeah. So you did you make it through the weekend? Like, I did. Okay. Yeah. Or how did you preoccupy yourself? <laughs> all of like all my friends, they try to really like make me like go out and do stuff instead of like me just sitting at home and wallowing away and thinking about it. So I definitely, along with my friends, like I tried to distract myself from what was going on. So I like I hung out with my friends. I did my homework. I just went about it like it was any normal weekend. Like yeah. I wasn't waiting for something. So so yeah. how did it? Did they call you or what happened? So. Um, I guess, I think it was my primary doctor had called me and she told me that, um, or she told my mom that they, their initial thought was that there was a lesion on my skull. So basically like there's just this mass that is caught, like that's what's causing the headaches. It's like putting a pressure on my skull. So, um, after that we were trying to get in contact with the neurosurgeon and that, that was during the week. And that's when I got even more upset just because we kept going back and forth and back and forth and they were telling me oh that you like we don't have the referral that we need from the doctor and like it was just nothing was really happening for me to go see him so I was like I need like I really just want to know what my next steps are so I started to get a little angry but finally we went to the neurosurgeon and that's kind of when I started to really feel God like I felt God the first like MRI, but then when I went to go see the neurosurgeon, that's when I just literally felt God standing next to me. And it was such an amazing feeling. And so when I went into the, um, the neurosurgeon and I sat in the room, he started like talking to me, telling me that like, he doesn't really know what the mass is on my skull. He showed me like what it looked like. And I was like, Oh, oh was it like, scary? It was, like, it was a little scary. I wasn't like too scared. Cause that's really when I felt like God's peace with me but like I kept looking at my mom and like I started to notice that like she was a little freaked out and so then that like I started to like just again I started to feel really bad and so um he was just going through like the steps of what I needed to do and he told me he's like okay you're gonna have surgery and I was like oh what I was like I've never even broken a bone I've never been like through anesthesia like none of that I was like, this went from zero to 100 real quick. Like all my like family and friends are like, oh, you got to go big for your first thing. And I was like, yeah, like I I can't do small things. But yeah, he was like, you're, you're going to have surgery. And, um, when he left the room, I saw my mom started to tear up. And then that's when I finally, I think I had been holding it in for a little while. And I, even though I still felt peace, I broke down. I was like, and I went to my mom and I gave her a hug and I was like, I'm so scared right now because like he started, I know this is so stupid, but he was like going through, like telling me what could happen during surgery. And he was like, and there's such a small chance, but he's like, there's like, there's a one to two chance, like percent chance that you won't make it out of surgery. And I know it's so small, but it still like scared me. And that's kind of what just brought the waterworks. Like I just started, I just started crying and I was like, mom, like, 
like I don't know I was like I'm really really scared right now and she was like she's like I know and she was the one that really like just comforted me she's like I know she's like it's gonna be okay like God has you and I was like thanks mom like I really appreciate it wow yeah I was I was so like I was like shaking I was like uh like this is this is scary like this is something serious like this isn't a small little thing like this isn't just headaches anymore this is way more did you still feel at peace at that moment I still felt that peace like I think God wanted me to have like just a moment of where I could just cry like I think he wanted to give me that moment because it was literally like in just a minute of just crying and then yeah and then I felt the peace again like I just felt him like hug me again like and then I was like okay like this is gonna be okay so that was on a Monday and and he told me he's like okay you're gonna have surgery on Thursday yeah I was like whoa like this is really quick so what happened I mean from Monday to Thursday you have a full day, Tuesday, full day, Wednesday. Yeah. How were, were you spending your days differently or what was happening? Yes, I definitely was spending my days differently. So Tuesday morning, I woke up and I was like, you know what? I really want to just spend some time with God. Like I want to get my Bible and get my like prayer journal and just, you know, just spend some time with him. So I opened up the Bible and this like, this gives me chills. I opened up the Bible and I started to read and I just felt like him say, close it and just talk to me. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So I I opened my prayer journal. I just started writing. And I literally, like, Molly, I kid you not, I felt like somebody's hand was on my shoulder. I had to look back to see if somebody was actually there. And I just felt him, like, put his hand on my shoulder. And just, like, like, you know when, like, a dad looks at over and, like, is peeking on his child to, like, watch them, like, draw or something? Like, that's what I felt like. I felt like he was standing over me just, like, watching me. And that, like... In that moment, that's when I was like, this is okay. Like, I'm going to get through this. No matter how hard this is, I'm going to I'm gonna get through it. And I knew that what is happening right now, he's doing for a reason. We also had some family came over, and they just prayed over me. And it was like family and friends. They anointed me, and they just prayed over me. And that, like, I really felt God in that presence and through those wow. people. And I think, like, they really were the ones that helped me know that it was okay. Like, I know that God was using them to really give me even more peace. So that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I told my mom, I was like, mom, like, I really just want to stay home from school because it was an easy day. I just had one class. And I was like, I just want to stay home from school. I was like, I want to hang out with you. And then I was like, and I know I I had some pre-op stuff I had to do. So I was like, I might as well just take the day off. So I did, like, I handled that day differently. I just, like, spent some time with my mom. And then Thursday morning, I had to be at the hospital at 5 a.m. On your drive there, I guess, what were you thinking? Or were you thinking anything? I was, I was pretty scared. Because, like, just, like, the 1% to 2% chance of not making it. And I know it's so small, but I was, like, there's still, like, there's still a chance of not making it out of surgery. And, like, that just kept running through my head. And I was, like, to, I just kept talking to God. And, you know what's really crazy that still blows my mind is that morning, like, I was smiling. Like, what in the world? Why would you be smiling on, like, on a day that you're about to have brain surgery? Like, how does that yeah. make sense? But I was just, like, I was smiling, and God, like, showed me something to read, and it was just, like, ha- talking about having faith and having peace, and I just really, like, I felt him again, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is it. This is okay. Like, I'm gonna get through this. I, and I and what was really cool is the morning of 
the surgeon and then um, the, some of the staff gathered around me and they prayed over no me. No way! And I was like, that's like so, what? like that's crazy. And like that, oh, that, that definitely gave so me cool. peace as well that they just like prayed over me. And But yeah, it was really... Wow, so then going into it, you're like, okay... God's yeah, got this. I'm good. Yeah, I know. I was like, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it out, and like whatever, whatever our reason I'm going through this, that like there's, there's something. Like there's a reason for it. Or in these couple of days, were you asking yourself like, why God is this happening to me, or was it just kind of, um, like I don't know, but I know God's got. Yeah, me. I guess it was more like I never really questioned why it was happening to me. I was just kind of like, okay, I guess this is kind of what I asked for in a sense. Like, I know that this is your way of showing me like a radical departure. And I was like, I know that this is crazy and this is hard and this is scary, but there's a reason for it. And and I feel like he was showing me in even in like the hard times, the worst of the worst times, you still have to praise him. Ooh. So, yeah. So was, you feel like this was during this time, this was an answer to your prayer almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, like, I really do believe that he was answering, not in a way that I expected, but I think it was a way that was necessary. And, so, yeah. and I've, I mean, you're sitting in front of me today, praise God! <laughs> I know, I know, and like, it's crazy because I'm here today for a reason, like, it's not for nothing. He, he kept me here for something, so that's what kind of keeps me going, and that what gave me peace I guess yeah so on the other side of it now right and looking back at this story mm-hmm. I guess how does that change like then moving forward with God it's been a little hard just because I was I was telling you a little bit early like I just feel a bit of silence right now with him and um it's been a little hard I'm trying to really not get complacent again because I realized that like going from being complacent to like really being on a spiritual high back to almost being like complacent again. I'm like, this is not like fun. Like that was like, I had so much more fun even through surgery. Like I had so much more fun being so close with him and just like feeling him. Like that was way more fun than not doing anything. So it's been a little hard to, Hmm. cause like with emotions of life, with school, with work, like it gets hard to find time for him. But I feel like you just, you have to push everything aside and really I think it's healthy to spend time with him and it's a necessity of life. And even through a silent time right now, because that's how I feel. I feel like he's just, you go from like him always being there to kind of like nothing right now. But I know that he's doing this again for a reason that there's a time of silence to know that because something I find myself that even, even in the good times, you forget to praise him as well. In the hard times, praise him. But in the good times, you need to praise him as well because he's got you here for a reason. You, you could not be here, but you're here for a reason. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post. And this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. If you were to open a restaurant like your your father yeah. and your grandfather, what type of food would be there? Oh, 100% Cuban. I got to stick with the roots. I think it would definitely... But my dad has like this dream and I think I would follow it too because it's such a cool idea that he said a coffee shop kind of 
on one side and then he has a restaurant on the other and then he has his like roasting in the back and I think that's like Ooh. such a cool idea. Would so you I get to run the coffee place? Oh yeah, for little, sure. Yeah, do the little barista. Making coffee con yeah. leche. Definitely, that would that would be it.